This podcast is part of the Everyday Heroes Podcast Network, the network for first responders and those who support them. It's marathon season. And Scissors and Scrubs is going to cover it in our own special way. <laughs> of course. I'm Nicole. I'm Laura. We're on a time frame today because Mike has to go to work. So blah, we blah, um, blah. we can't probably give it as much as the... We'll give it the old college We'll track. give it the old college track. Unlike our sons. Yes. Yeah. So, <laughs> Laura, what is one thing you'll never in my lifetime see me do? Run a marathon? Bingo! Yeah. Bingo. I see no need. No. I don't see any driving. No. I have to run a marathon at 50. Never. I've never Nothing that. about it seems enjoyable. No. And all we cover in this episode this exactly why reinforces I why I will never run a marathon. Mm-hmm. I'll sit on the sidelines, drink beer, and eat I've pizza. I've gone and supported my friends yep. multiple times. I have no need. Run the last couple miles mm-hmm. with them. I tried the running thing. Mm-hmm. I did a couple of 5Ks. Yeah. The moment I start till the moment I finish, I all I can say in my head is, I hate this. This is stupid. Why am I doing this? I hate it. I, I can't <laughs> ever get those endorphins that people talk about. I have never. I ran. No. I was in a running club. I ran. I ran in nope. high school. Nope. I have never had a run as high no, in my no. life. I'm like, what are you talking the about? The entire right? time, no yep. matter what I'm listening to, I'm like, I'm hot. I'm sweating. I hate this. This sucks. My legs hurt. I'm tired. Maybe I'll walk. Maybe I'll walk. No, just go one more minute. No. So it's just mm-hmm. not worth it to me. I'd rather just yep, go for I a nice long too. walk. I'll it's... run to that corner. Yep. I'll run to that corner. I can go farther. Okay, now I, I can, can go run to that yep. corner. Now yep. I can run to that Yeah. I'm not going to stop. I'm going to... No, and then I just wind up fucking walking because I hate it. <laughs> I hate running. Like, with a pat... That... I would rather... No, I'm not going to say it. No be crucified then run no you would I, I wouldn't rather be You'd crucified. probably run but a marathon is right up there with me as being crucified yeah, yeah. okay so the first issue we developed during mm-hmm. marathons would mm-hmm. be the key one most people think of which is dehydration mm-hmm. we lose water from sweat peeing breathing crying and pooping oh. which will come in later which you do all of those in all a of those in a marathon i i definitely cry yeah. um and sweat mm-hmm. and cry and breathe rapidly. Yeah. I haven't shit myself. No. Um, and I do stop and use the bathroom, but it's cr- there's a lot of crying. <laughs> we replace um, the water with fluids or food that contain water. Mm-hmm. When you lose more water than you take in, you become dehydrated. Mm-hmm. Ways to lose too much water. Run a marathon. Yeah. Um, fever, diarrhea, mm-hmm. vomiting, mm-hmm. excessive sweating, and <laughs> peeing a lot. Mm-hmm. Like when you have diabetes. Yes. Marathon, I ran, I wrote in red, so I'm struggling trying to read this. Yeah. Marathon runners are sweating profusely, mm-hmm. and some are peeing and shitting themselves while they run, <laughs> which is disgusting, causing dehydration to sit in. Symptoms include thirst, mm-hmm. dry or sticky mouth. Oh, God. Not peeing very much. Dark yellow pee. Mm, yeah. Dry, cool skin. You never want dry, cool skin yeah. when it's 90 degrees yeah. outside. A headache, mm-hmm. feeling dizzy, mm-hmm. rapid heartbeat, rapid breathing, mm-hmm. sunken eyes, sleepiness, lack of energy, confusion, and irritability, even fainting. Ooh. People at risk. Mm-hmm. They went through a whole thing about babies and young children, but since they're not running marathons, they didn't cover them. No. Elderly, people who are ill, people with chronic disease, and people who are active outside. Okay. None of which I have to worry about because no. I am never active outside. <laughs> Runner's World is where I got my information. It is suggested that runners have a hydration plan before they start to run. Good idea. So, two to three days before your race, aim to drink eight to 12 cups of fluid daily. And if you have to, add a sodium, like sport drink, Mm -hmm. to encourage drinking. Mm -hmm. On race day, drink one-tenth of your body weight in um, ounces. Two to three hours before the start of the race. So, if you're 
15 ounces for somebody who's 150 pounds. Mm -hmm. During the race, go to the aid stations, make your target 16 to 30 ounces of fluid, either water or sports drinks per hour, starting after the first few miles. After the race, drink 20 to 24 ounces for each pound of body weight lost as uh lost as sweat and consider a recovery drink because you got to be careful and we'll talk about Mm -hmm. later something Mm -hmm. if you rehydrate too quickly yes so you have to rehydrate with sodium you can't rehydrate too quickly Mm -hmm. um and if you feel any of the symptoms dizziness fainting any of that you have to go you forget about the time the time's not important if you die it's not worth it right so that is dehydration okay over to you i'm going to start with shin splints Mm. i've gotten those I've had shin splints yeah. multiple times. Which is, I have any excuse to stop running. Oh, shin splints. Can't, oh, can't run for like nope. three months. Nope. To- to- long toenail. Can't do it. <laughs> <laughs> I got this information from mayoclinic.org. So shin splints are medically known as um, medial tibial stress syndrome. Okay. Okay. I always thought they were real like bone splints that went into your muscles. Yeah. They're not. It feels like it. Yeah, it yeah. does. Um, it refers to the pain along the tibia, which is the front of your leg between your ankle and your knee Mm -hmm. along that bone. Um, It occurs from repetitive stress on the shin bone and connective tissue. So running. Mm -hmm. Um, Constant pounding. Yeah. Very common. Over 3 million cases a year of shin splints. It's usually in athletes, especially runners, ballerinas, and military recruits. Yes. Because they're in boot camp doing all this running they never did before. Um, Ballerinas. Yeah. Maybe because on their toes or something. leaps and shit. Yeah. Um, usually it usually occurs after intensifying training routines. Mm-hmm. So if you run three miles a day every day, it, you're probably not going to get shin splints. But then if you're suddenly running hills yeah. four times a week, you're going to get or shin you've splints. Moved it to six miles right. overnight. Um, symptoms of shin splints are tenderness or soreness along the shin bone and mild swelling. At first, it will stop when you stop the activity. So when you first get them, you're running, you're like, oh, I got pain in my shins. You stop just walking the rest of the way, it goes away. Mm-hmm. Um, but if they don't heal, like if the next day you go for a run again, they will hurt continuously. Like your hey. shin just hurts all the time. And it can lead to a stress fracture. Oh. Mm-hmm. Well, that's not good. Um, so you should, if you get shin splints, you know, you have pain in the front of your shin. Use ice. Rest it. Don't go for a run the next day. Like take oh, a week like off. Like I said, any excuse. Oh, I've no, I'm, I must have had shin splints 15 years ago because I've stopped running. <laughs> and they feel great now. I feel fine. <laughs> um... Use over-the-counter pain relievers like ibuprofen. If those don't work, go see a doctor because you could have a stress fracture. Uh-oh. Um, risk, factors, risk factors for shin splints are if you're a runner, especially just starting out. Mm-hmm. Um, if you have a sudden increase in duration, frequency, or intensity of the exercise. If you're running on uneven terrain like hills or hard surfaces like concrete. Um, military training. And if you have flat feet or high arches, so if either or. You can get shin splints. Prevention for shin splints. Uh, get your movements analyzed. I when I ran, I would go to the, the shoe store. Yeah, and that was like a marathon shoe store, and they would watch how you walked, yep. watch how you yep. ran, watch how you did in the shoe. So they, they have a little machine that videos your feet when yeah. you run. So they'd get you in the right shoe. shoes, and they could also say, "Hey, when you run, try to do this." Yep. Like you know, and they could tell you how to change. Just a slight movement can change the whole thing. The whole thing. Um, and it can help prevent shin splints. Avoid overdoing it. Too much running for too long at too high an intensity can overload the shins. Take it easy. Relax. Walk if you have to. Yeah. Um, the first aid station, get some Twinkies, walk yeah. a little bit, and then finish your run. Um, choose the right shoes and replace them every 350 to 500 miles. People don't do that. 
I knew somebody who used to write the mileage on her sneakers. Yes. Yeah. I thought that was kind of weird. It is, but like that's an intense. It's hard to keep track until it's too late when you're like my fucking shins. Yeah, like, my I don't replace my shoes in yeah. like three months. In 350 to 500 miles is not a, a lot, lot as long of a time as you think. miles a day. Yeah. Um, consider arch supports. Consider shock absorbing insoles. Lessen the impact by cross training with a lower impact sport like swimming. So don't run every. You don't have right. to run every day. You can go to, for a swim on Monday and Wednesday, and then run the other days. Um, add strength training to your workout to help stabilize your legs. Oh, God bless. And that's shin splints. Well, shin splints are going to lead us to cramps. Yay. Right. And we're just going to talk muscle cramps because we're going to talk other cramps later. Okay. Okay. Many ruffers, many ruffers, ruffers, many runners, it's that red ink, many ru- runners suffer leg cramps. That's mm-hmm. what I'm trying to say. Okay. Yes. This is also for running corners. There are two types of cramp, muscle overloading and fatigue cramps from overuse. Mm-hmm. It's usually... A painful cramp in the calf muscle due to overwork. You can also have muscle cramps from electrolyte imbalance mm-hmm. that develop due to sweating and low sodium, all mm-hmm. that dehydration. It's important to know the kind of cramp you are experiencing so you can deal with it and try to prevent it in the future. Mm-hmm. Muscle overloading and fatigue cramps occur from repeated or extended loading of a particular muscle group and muscles that are in a shortened position. So when you're running, your calf muscle is never fully stretched, Mm -hmm. and that's why most of the time runners get a massive cramp in their calf. Symptoms are sudden onset and constant cramping, localized and asymmetry. So if you look at somebody having muscle cramp, the muscle looks fucked up. Um, It responds to passive stretching. Causes are older age, poor stretching, page flip, Mm -hmm. Poor or insufficient conditioning, mm-hmm. excessive exercise, intense and in duration, or a history of cramping. Mm-hmm. Hamstring cramps occur when your upper body rounds forward and your hips start to sink back. So you're hunching forward, mm-hmm. you're going to cramp your, ha- your hamstring. <laughs> That's how I run it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I can't stand up straight. <laughs> so I ran a 5K. It was fucking a million degrees. And there was a photographer at the end snapping oh, pictures. Oh, God. A, I was really skinny, which looked great, but my face, you can tell. I'm like, this sucks. I'm purple. I'm miserable. I come back from when I used to run, I would come back. I would literally be purple. Yeah. Like, I don't know how people didn't stop me all the way and be like, are you dying? Yeah, are you all right? It's just misery. It's Ugh. just sheer mi- I don't no. know. I don't get it. I don't get it. My husband loves it. I hate it. No. Well, I remember when I ran the marathon and you were waiting with, I think, Jack at the time. Mm-hmm. And like you were waiting to see me, I don't know, around the 20 mile mark. And when you saw me, I was walking eating a pizza. pizza. <laughs> eating pizza. I remember saying that. He had pizza. He me was and Charlotte, my friend Charlotte, went to watch Mike run this marathon. He never, and I had I had both of them. Sam was just little. Charlotte was with me. We're standing there waiting. I'm like, here, yeah, this motherfucking asshole. Walking down the marathon route on the street with the fucking number on, eating a slice of pizza. I'm like, you well, fucking. Well, you suffered I get leg it. Cramps. Mike, so I get it. Pizza. Did you have a beer with it? Liar. He needed pizza for his leg cramps. I'm like, well, what Laura, are you doing? It's, it's full of salt uh-huh. and carbohydrates. Uh-huh. I'm serious. I got to the 12 mile mark and I saw the time and I was like, holy shit, I'm doing seven and a half minute miles. Sure. And then, boom. Leg cramps. Like, hamstrings just locked up. I couldn't even walk for a minute. You were slouching. You were slouching and your hips were back. I was like, and then as that happened, I walked past the pizza place and I smelled <laughs> it. And I was like, I need that pizza. 
And then I, w- I saw some pizza at a first aid station. What Which was the, for the people working there, not runners. What did the guy say when you walked in with your number and you're like, I'll have a slice and a beer? Like, you know. <laughs> no, you got out of the medical tent. They were like, this is really yeah. for the volunteers. Who needs the medical tent? You can just go to, you know, Joe's Pizzeria. I, and I'm so sweet. I'm like, what are you doing? Yeah. Are you fucking serious? Hey, asshole! And What's with the pizza? Be, like, looking at me. I to qualify for Boston. Yeah, good job. Then, and then you had pizza. I couldn't even move. Yeah. And then he I thought that leaves. Was the best story he says ever. bye and whatever. And he starts walking away. I'm like, it's a marathon. You're supposed to run. And the guy next to me was like, like, turn and stand. I'm like, it's my husband. It's my pick husband. it up. I'm pick so it up. Pick it up. You're supposed to be running. Like, I'm like, oh my God. Yeah. Now, Mike, can I ask you this? Have you ever run a marathon since? No. Right. Because there's no need. There's no need. I did get that runner's high on training. I know. Was it a mile 10 when you thought you were doing seven minute miles and then your hamstring? <laughs> I was there, and then my hamstrings locked <laughs> up, and I never had it again. <laughs> Fucking running. Anyway, Anyways. so his hamstrings cramped up because his upper body was moved forward mm-hmm. and his hips are back. Yeah. Your quads cramp up when your foot strike slows down and you start to shuffle. That's mm-hmm. me. That, that's what happened to you. You were shuffling. I think it was a hydration. Yeah, you think? Okay. Probably. Well, the pizza cured that. Yeah. Your calves cramp up when your hips no longer push forward and your hamstring stops working. Mm-hmm. Feet land in all kinds of weird positions yeah. and your calf scrapes up. Prevention. It all goes back to drinking your water. Mm-hmm. Drink 16 to 20 ounces 45 minutes before training. Drink 2 to 4 ounces every 15 minutes during training. No. Eat a healthy diet of pizza or fruit and veg. <laughs> Either way. <laughs> or fruit and veg. So treatment. Side stretch or stomach cramps. Slow down. Oh, so if you have a side stitch, you know, yes. when you're running. Yeah, oh, I, I hate that. I hate your stomach's that. Like, worse than yeah. the legs. Yeah. You, uh, you slow down and you deep breathe for two to four I minutes. Do this. The side stitch has to do with you're not, when you, you tend to breathe shallow mm. when you're doing that and you're not taking deep breaths so you get a side stitch. So slow down and take deep breaths for two to four minutes. Get a burp going. That helps with the stomach cramps. I or fart. Relieves pressure. You're, we're going to get into why okay. you get GI distress okay. when you're running. That's my favorite part. Okay, so the muscle cramps, stop running, mm-hmm. rest and hydrate, massage the cramp immediately, and after pain subsides, stretch it mm-hmm. um, gently. Mm-hmm. And that's all I have for that. Okay. I went right on to the other one. <laughs> I'm like, oh, look at it. I'm right into the other topic. Yeah. So make sure you stretch, make sure you hydrate, get your pizza in, mm-hmm. um, and listen to your body because right. it's telling you, it, it's I can't do this anymore. You're doing something that's causing Yeah, your body doesn't like what you're doing. So I'm going to do blisters. I got this from runnersblueprint.com, which I love that website because the people on it write like really funny. Like the way they write it is funny. Um, So blisters are fluid-filled bumps caused by continuous friction, forcing the outer layers of your skin to rub together and break apart. (gasps) A tear happens in the epidermis, which is the upper portion of your skin. Then the outer layer separates, which creates a space in between the tissue. Uh, and when you have a space fluid. in your body, it, it fills, fills with, with fluid. fluid. Um, and sometimes a blood vessel can pop in there, and that and then forms a blood blister. Mm-hmm. They're gross. Blisters are disgusting. Yeah. Runners usually get them on their arches, soles of the feet, and toes, because those are the areas that are constantly rubbing against well, your shoes. they lose toenails, too, which is even oh, yeah. grosser. That's yeah. disgusting. Um, anything that makes friction worse exacerbates, exacerbates blisters, like too loose or too tight shoes. Um Bad running form, hammer toes, bunions, and hail spurs. So if you have any of those, it's just going to make it you more likely yep. to get a blister. If you get a blister that does not ache, let nature take its course. It will eventually <laughs> reabsorb into your body. Leave it alone. Mm-hmm. 
any blister. Don't pop it. Well, don't feel it. They do say, um, if it is huge throbbing blister, you're gonna pop it. Because that's not going to. It's not like so a burn blister. It's it, right. It's a different. Um, because that fluid is gonna sit there, and in there's effect. so much tension on it. It can. It's gonna. It's not gonna reabsorb quickly, and it can. It get. You can get infected. Yeah. That fluid can get infected. So to do this safely, <sighs> so you do not get infected. A, you could go see a doctor, and they could help you out. B, if you feel the need to do this at home, I, which we are not condoning on Susan's no. scrubs. Wash don't get your a safety hands. pin and don't burn it over a fire and use it. <laughs> Wash your hands. Wash your hands before you do anything. Yeah. Soap and water. Good, get a good scrub. We all Sing had happy cold. birthday while you're washing COVID. your hands. We all know how to wash yeah. our hands now. Sterilize a needle. We either can either alcohol. pour alcohol over it, soak it in alcohol, or boil it for ten minutes. If you, it has to be. You can't like throw it in a cup of hot water. That does right. not. Has to boil for ten minutes. Um, clean the blister first with alcohol. With alcohol. Get a good alcohol rub on that blister. Then you're going to pierce the blister near the edges in a few spots. Like, don't throw it in the middle. Put it, put a few little holes around the edges. Um, and then drain, use a piece of sterile gauze and push on the blister to drain the fluid out. I could throw up at the thought of doing yeah. this. Do not remove the outer layer of your skin. So just Leave get the fluid the out. the skin on. You're just doing this to get that fluid out so it stops the throbbing and the yep. aching. Because um, that outer layer of skin is going to help prevent infection from occurring apply an antiseptic cream and a band-aid when you're done draining the fluid do not peel the skin off eventually that skin's going to slough off because yep. there's not it's broken Nothing apart from your skin it's going to slough but it's off a nice protective barrier leave it on until it does because once it's peeling off that means the other layer has already grown so you're you won't get an infection if you get a blister mid-race stop at a medical tent to have it addressed ASAP because it's just going to get mm -hmm. worse. They could put um, whole skin on it or something yeah. so you can continue. How are we going to prevent them? Proper socks. Don't wear cotton socks while you're running. Wear wicking material. Um, proper running shoes. Get fitted. If you're going to be a runner, if you're going to run marathons, right. if you're running any considerable amount of time, like I mean, sure, if you go for a run once a month, fine, you don't get <laughs> shoes. But once if you're going to be a runner, go to a store, have them watch you run, right. have them fit you. They do, do it right. correctly. Um, wear two pairs of socks if you're prone to blisters, hmm. which I would think would make it worse. Would make, but the rubbing occurs between the socks instead of between your foot and the sock. Okay. So that the socks take the take friction it, yeah. instead of your skin. Um, so if you're prone to them, put on two pairs of socks, not cotton. Um, bring an extra pair of socks if it's raining, if it's wet, if there's puddles on the ground, always have an extra pair because wet is just going to make everything worse. And lubricate, please. Like anything you're going to do that might take a lot of first. pounding. Lubricate first. They're always lubricate. Um, and that's it. So I had a friend please who ran... don't take our... I mean, if you if you have to pop a blister, talk to a doctor. She ran um, a half marathon. Mm -hmm. She had her iPod in between Ooh. her bra-like thing. Yeah. She got a huge blister yeah. from the iPod rubbing. rubbing. All right. So I'm going to move on to exercise-associated hyponatremia. Mm -hmm. We are going to continue to refer to this as EAH. Oh, okay. That uh, X EAH is a fluid electrolyte disorder caused by a decrease in sodium levels, hyponatremia. So when you are hyponatremic, your sodium level is very low. Mm -hmm. During or up to 24 hours after prolonged physical activity. This disorder can develop when marathon runners or endurance event athletes drink more fluid usually sports drinks, than their kidneys can excrete. Yeah. The excess water in is severely dilutes the level of sodium in the blood, 
needed for organs, especially the brain, to function properly. There's a reason I picked this subject. We will get into it. Okay. Early symptoms of EAH mm. are impaired exercise performance, nausea, bloating, vomiting, swelling of the hands, headache, le- uh, swelling of the hands, legs, and feet, excuse me, mm. headache. And as water retention increases, you're going to have wa- rapid weight gain. Mm. Severe symptoms, pulmonary edema, hyponatremic encephalopathy, which means your brain is starting to swell because mm. there's not enough sodium. Altered level of consciousness, sullenness, sleepiness, you start pulling away from people, mm-hmm. photophobia, and seizures. Oh. The prevention of EAH is consuming a substantial amount of salt prior to exercise. So there's a reason that they have the spaghetti dinner before mm-hmm. the marathon. You want to you you have to watch what you eat for GI issues, mm-hmm. but you want to take in a lot of salt before, and you have to be careful how you rehydrate. Mm-hmm. So. Again, prevention, consuming a a substantial amount of salt prior to exercise. Treatment, fluid restriction, Mm -hmm. saline and hypertonic saline. Um, So saline is your normal balance. Hypertonic is extra salt, Mm -hmm. isn't it? Yep. 100% milligrams of 3% saline hourly. Those with encephalopathy, the brain swelling, may receive a high flow O2 and a rapid infusion of 3% in saline. Mm-hmm. So that's a re- that's like ocean water yeah. salt. So in April 16th, and I remember hearing about this through co-workers. Mm-hmm. In April 16th of 2002, a 28-year-old, mm-hmm. Cynthia Lucero, she ran the Boston Marathon. Um, at the race, friends said she drank large amounts of Gatorade and looked well most of the race. She later began to falter, and she collapsed after telling a friend she felt like she was rubber-legged. She was rushed to the hospital, and she later died from EAH. She Mm -hmm. started herniating her brain. So what happens is when your brain swells, it has no place to go because Mm -hmm. you have your cranium all around it. Mm -hmm. Well, at the base of your cranium is the hole that your spinal cord connects to the brain. Mm -hmm. And when it herniates, it goes through that hole. And the problem with that is that the base of your brain is all your life vital um, brain that function that's where your breathing control that's where your sleep's control everything's controlled in, in your medulla oblongata to get technical and so when that is getting squeezed through the hole at the base of your brain you die mm-hmm. and that is what happened to her oh. so um she was rushed to the hospital she died she was the second runner at that time to die in the 106 year history of the boston marathon uh-huh. so since then we've had the bombing and blah 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 though the people that died were not uh-huh. runners but she was the second one to die from actually running so you have to be very careful i don't think people even consider this they just know they're drinking the drink you have to be careful your body is balanced with um when you get really into the chemical bullshit of Mm. nursing school you learn about the sodium pumps Mm. and this and that your body balances all of your salt and your sugars to live and if you fuck with either one of those it's going to kill you yeah and it kills you quick yeah okay so over to you oh all right I got a tough toss-up of my last two. I don't know which one to do first or last, but I'm going to go with Chub Rub. Oh, Chub, Chub Rub. Rub. Yep. Bye-bye, Chafe. Yeah. Um, I got this from Flow.Health. Um, chafe skin on your inner thighs, usually experienced during warmer, more humid months, yeah. uh-huh. is uh-huh. Chub Rub. <laughs> it occurs from constant friction. Friction is not your friend. No. Um, when your thighs rub together, they get irritated, reddened, sting, burn, swell, crust, and even bleed. Crust. Mm-hmm. You want crusty crust. thighs? I don't want crusty thighs. I don't want crusted mm-hmm. in the thighs. What to do if you get chub rub? Stop the activity causing it as soon as possible. Yeah. 
change your clothes if they are causing the irritation. So if you're wearing like, you know, loose shorts or something and you're running, put on like light cross shorts mm, because so there's nothing rubbing in between them. Um, clean the affected area gently with soap and water, especially if you've been sweating because the can't even... salt is just going to make it worse. Yeah, the salt from your sweat. Sting. Yeah. Clean it gently. Don't rub it because it's, it's already, already rubbed. rubbed. Um, nice pats of warm water and soap. Um, <laughs> a little pat of butter. Yeah. Dry by patting the area with a clean towel. Do not rub the area. Leave Oof. the area exposed and uncovered to get some fresh air up in there and speed up the healing. <laughs> yeah, that shit up. So at night, wear a t-shirt. Nothing, Nothing else, else downstairs. Let it get some air. Oh. Um, apply petroleum jelly, diaper rash cream, body balm, or ointment made for skin chafing. I swear to God, petroleum jelly is like for everything. Yep. For everything. So is des- uh, desitin. Yeah. That cures everything too. Um, this, all that, all those things will help reduce the friction because they're now making everything slick so yep. you get less friction. Then cover with a sterile bandage, like if it's open and raw and whatever. If it's swollen, crusty, swollen, crusty, or bleeding, a doctor may have to provide a medicated cream to put on. That's so fucking yeah. gross. It will resolve in a few days if you put a stop to whatever is causing it. So stop running. Stop running. If you have chub rub. Or wear long pants. Don't keep running. Oh. But even then, you, if, you're, if your thighs are hitting each other, even if you have pants on, they're still going to hit, so let it heal yeah. completely. Oh, Jesus. While healing, don't clean the area with iodine or hydrogen peroxide. <laughs> it's going to sting the shit out of it. Yeah, clean it, but not with that. Don't use harsh soaps or hot water. Use warm, soapy, gentle water. Um, always pat dry. Use a cold pack for a short time, then pat it dry after. Don't leave it wet. You don't want this area wet. Um, rest and let it heal. And watch for signs and symptoms of infection because it can be infected because now you've rubbed it raw. <laughs> um, next time, try preventable, preventable measures first. There's anti-chafe sticks. It's literally called like chub rub sticks. Um, <laughs> up, or if you don't have the stick, put on some petroleum jelly. You have, everybody has Vaseline. Um, put on petroleum jelly or the stick to the inner thighs for lubrication before activity. Does, Lubricate. Does Lubrication chub is rub happen anywhere else? It can happen like under your arms. Like if like you, you have a little meat under, yeah, if you have big boobs, or you get a little extra meat under your mm-hmm. um, pits. If you're running, you're rubbing your arms. So. Oh, that's going to get it there. God. Anything that's going to... Why would you want to run a marathon? I know. But this is just... You don't even have to run a marathon. Yeah, you sure. Just anything that's going to... If your skin is rubbing on skin, lubricate it. Yeah. Um, stay dry. Use wicking clothing. Apply powder before heading outdoors. Like if it's swampy out, put on some powder. <laughs> you don't want swamp ass. No. Remove wet clothes or bathing. You know, if you're at the beach or whatever, the kids always get the stupid yes. rob the boys. Oh yes. my God. Um, remove anything wet. Right away, because it's just, it's not going to help anything. Uh, wear appropriate clothes that fit correctly. Cotton contains, re- cotton retains moisture. You mm-hmm. never want to be doing an athletic. In cotton. Anything in cotton. Um, wear sports specific clothes like running tights and clothes with smooth seams. Don't run, don't wear pants or shorts with the seams in them in your crotch because mm-hmm. the seams I got are wicked um, abrasive. Like yeah. Um, stay hydrated. It will help sweat from drying and turning into crystals of salt that can enhance the chafed skin. You don't want crystals of salt in well, your thighs you take those that are then rubbing against the crystals. And give them to the poor asshole yeah. next to you who's got Wait a minute. EAH. Yeah, let me just salt. Look at, down here. Look at, feed him my chub rub salt. Yeah. Have some chub rub salt. <laughs> so just lubricate. Lubricate and dress appropriately. You market chub rub salt. I know. <laughs> it's a cure for uh, it's a cure-all. hyponatremia. <laughs> 
god damn yeah all right that's yeah, chub that's rub, rub. I, again like why are we doing this i don't know because all right so you can get some chub rub mm-hmm. you're cramped up mm-hmm. you're herniating your brain mm-hmm. on top of all that mm-hmm. now you're gonna get the shits oh we don't want the shits the shits mm-hmm. we'll get into the reason i cover the shits when mm-hmm. i discuss her later mm-hmm. so why do runners get the shits yeah well Running causes a span of GI issues mm-hmm. from heartburn to acid reflux to the shits. Mm. Most common is the lower GI issues. It can range from mild bloating and gas to bloody stool. Nice. And we're not saying like later, this is while you're running. <laughs> One reason for this is the lack of blood flow to the intestines while you're running. Because while you're running, your body is worried about its skin and it's worried about the large muscle groups. So it's shunting away from mm-hmm. your intestines. Mm-hmm. And it can also cause slight tissue damage to the intestines, and this causes the effects of... Um, hmm, this, these effects could be caused the morning of and the day of the race. Mm-hmm. So it is also said that the constant jostling of the intestines from bouncing, bouncing, bouncing can add to the urgent need to use the bathroom. Mm, I bet. Yep. Mm-hmm. So how to help runners trot, as they like <laughs> to call it. <laughs> I got the trots. <laughs> I got the trots. Got the trotskies. <laughs> Uh, you control your diet and how much water you drink. Stay away from hard to digest foods. Like you may really not want to eat that pizza when mm. you're running because your body I might not ran have the capacity it, so. at that moment. Hopefully Mike didn't get the shits because that would have been a divorce issue for me. Mm-hmm. Okay. Running can also cause, oh no. So they, you watch what you're eating, control your food, talk about uh, hydrating. There's really not much else you can do. Mm-hmm. So we have a couple of cases of people. Who got the shit? I can name one. Oh, you know. Mm-hmm. So years ago, let's say back in 1996. It was 1996. Yeah, uh huh. God, this woman was running the Boston Marathon. Mm-hmm. I will never forget Uda this as long as I Pippic. live. Poor Uda Pippic. Uda Pippic. And one of the women I work with, because I am watching Uda Pippic at the finish line, covered in blood and feces, mm-hmm. horrified. Mm-hmm. And she's like, she is so heroic heroic i would have laid down the course and pretended i died heroic is saving the jews from the nazis running full of shit and blood is not heroic there's nothing heroic about that it was disgusting so we had quite an argument over that okay so the great german runner won her third consecutive boston marathon overhauling kenyan tegla larube in the final strides and overcoming the extreme discomfort of menstrual cramps and diarrhea to finish at two hours 27 minutes and 13 seconds Quote, I had some problems with my period, reports Pippic. We know. I didn't expect it would become this worse. Diarrhea. I felt not nice, so I used a lot of water around me so that I looked better. And also for my legs that I could clean up a bit. Well, it didn't work, Uda, because you looked disgusting at the end of the marathon. It was disgusting. So she is one of the best loved Boston champions. Not by me. I found you repulsive. Pippic took the indignities and pain in stride, literally, mm-hmm. preserved and maintained her upbeat attitude. Mm. After four miles, I was thinking several times to drop out because it hurt so much, but in the end, I won. And rather than shrinking with embarrassment, Pippic credited the support from the crowd for her victory. It was like the whole city was on its legs, and I wanted to thank every person on the course that day. Uda, you ran in Boston. Everybody was making fun of you. <laughs> if you know Boston, everybody was like, that kid's gross. Like, look at her. Like, we were having a good time at your expense. Congratulations, because you walked away with a lot of money that I did mm-hmm. not have. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know. Would I shit myself for that amount of money? No. Probably nope, not. I would not. No. And nor would I shit myself and let my period blood run to my knees. Yeah. Okay? No. And now be on national television no, I while I look like that. No. So, 
Not only did Uda Pippik have this problem, mm-hmm. but so did the woman she beat, Tegla Larube. They both did it? In 1998, she ran oh, the New my. York City Marathon. Ironically, Pippik's Boston rival from two years prior was forced to endure her own battle with diarrhea as she raced through the five boroughs of New York. Having won in New York in 94 and 95, Larube was hoping to ascend the podium once more in 98 but instead struggled valiantly to place third, finishing at 2 minutes, 2 hours, 30 minutes, and 28 seconds. Far off her recent world record time of 2 minutes, 2 hours, 20 minutes, and 47 seconds. Jesus, how you can do anything in that time? Mm -hmm. At least I finished, said Larupe, who had considered dropping out of very times during the race. For that, I am happy. Mm. Nope. Then you have Rosie Ruiz, 1979 New York, Boston, uh, New York City Marathon. Her story is well known. It's perhaps the most famous cheating in sports history. Oh, yeah. She was the first female runner across the line at the 1980 Boston Marathon. However, it was soon discovered that she had, to put it politely, quote, not run the entire distance. Mm -hmm. Furthermore, additionally, investigation revealed that she had ridden the subway for Mm -hmm. a substantial portion of the 1979 New York City Marathon, which had served as her Boston qualifier. Mm -hmm. Less well known is how the irritable bowel led her astray. And that she had not entered the New York Marathon with the intention of taking a shortcut via mass transit at all. As I approached the start that morning, I had to go, called Ruiz. The lines at the porta potties were three blocks long, and not only that, but the stench was unbearable. I realized my only hope of finding a clean, vacant, and fresh-smelling toilet was in the New York City subway station. Wow! While there, while luxuriating in the swank... This is literally what they wrote. Luxuriating in the swank... Subway restroom, which I'm pretty sure Disgusting. the New York subway system in 1979 Not was fucking swank. vile. Yeah. Okay, Ruiz missed the start and, in a panic, hopped a train within blocks of the finish where she rejoined the field, and the rest is history. Oh my god, that's that's how. You, well, fuck, they already started. I'm gonna get on the train. Right. You I think mean, they're you not gonna it. find out? Right. You missed it. Okay, Richard New Worker. Mm-hmm. Richard, enough. we're gonna call him Dick. 1996 Olympic marathons. The British runner was holding on to third place at the men's marathon at the Atlantic Olympics when nature called and a potty break cost him two spots. Oh. Richard's pit stop was remarkably brief and he went on to a highly respectable fifth place finish. You have this woman. I'm not even going to pretend to pronounce her name. No. Nope, not, not going there. Yeah. She's Russian. Mm-hmm. 1997 LA Marathon. She was the first woman to cross the line, but the Russian runner's desperate pit stop at the 7-Eleven restroom oh. resulted in a 30 meter shorting of the course, leading her... <gasps> to a subsequent disqualification. That's terrible. She had been on the lookout from the bathroom for the third mile and finally found relief at mile 23. <gasps> yep. But despite the lost time, the small, apparently inadvertent shortcut cost her the win. Ah. I know. Steve Jones, 1995 London Marathon. Some anecdotal reports suggest the great British runner was suffering from some internal and external distress during his course record setting effort through the streets of London, resulting in the runner's up refusal to shake hands at the finish line. So he was wiping his ass with his hands? With his diarrhea while he was running. Oh. At least he didn't shake anybody's hand. No, at least he was a good... God damn! Oh. Not worth it! Ugh. No. Okay. At least... But last but not least, we have Brendan Foster of the 1976 Olympics 10,000 meters. Uh-huh. Not all poop crises occur during marathons. No. Though a vast majority do. At the Montreal Olympics, Foster overcame a third win to capture bronze on the track of the 10K. Apparently, he was afraid his kick might do more than increase his pace. (laughs) 
but he held in, he held it together well enough to bring home Great Britain's only medal of the 1976 Games. Wow. Well, that's pretty sad, Great Britain. <laughs> Finally, I'm sorry, I do have one more. Finally, the great Norwegian champion, Greta, Greta Waits, suffered famously from diarrhea at both the London and New York City marathons, but oh. overcame it to win both races. In her book, Run Your First Marathon, she describes the problem. So perhaps the moral of these stories is to find yourself near the lead. Keep going, even if you've got the trots. Oh, God. God bless. I mean, I think, I don't know brave is a word, but I think I could never do that. Like, I, I wouldn't do it. I would die of I embarrassment. But so these people are like, no, I'm here to do this. Like, yeah. So I guess they are It's a lot of intestinal fortitude. Yes. I don't know if it's brave, because I think brave is facing lions. I know. I think brave is saving people's lives. I know. They're just putting brave themselves... Brave is the military soldier who saves 30 by jumping on a hand grenade. That is. Okay. I just... Running in shit and diarrhea I is not necessarily brave. I can't do it. No, I, I wouldn't do it. do it. And clearly your body is not happy with you. And so now is... you might take that money and have to go and pay medical bills with it. Yeah, this is just... Nothing good about it. No. And some of them see it as like a badge of honor. No, so I I'm going to actually... I'm going to let you finish with yours, but I'm also going to talk about real quick. Um, they lose their periods. A lot of the women lose their periods. Mm-hmm. And they use this as like a badge of honor, like... I am running I so, run much, so much, and I am so malnourished, my body stopped providing for life. Although, I wouldn't mind that so much, especially because your period then induces the diarrhea. True. I know people don't know, True. but you know, when you have your period, it kicks Gives up. You those funny poops. Yeah, you get funny poops. Yep. You, as my friends say, Connie talk. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't remember the word, because I was going to say <laughs> your Period poops. Yep. You don't want period poops. That's no, the worst poops. On top of your period. No. Exactly. Um, so some women, they, like I said, they see it as a badge of honor because you're running so much. Mm-hmm. But the problems with runners not having their periods, also known as amenorrhea, mm-hmm. is fertility. Yes. Um, as much as we hate having our period, mm-hmm. it keeps our heart healthy. Mm-hmm. It keeps our bones healthy. Mm-hmm. So when you do not have it, you become um, you have cardiovascular health issues. Mm-hmm. You become um, osteoporotic because mm-hmm. the estrogen you need to help um, that helps your period, you need the strong bones. Mm-hmm. So, according to Dr. Liz Joy, mm-hmm. amenorrhea is the it's the canary of the coal mines. So, if you don't know what that means, coal miners back in the day mm-hmm. would have canaries in the coal mines. Mm-hmm. When the gases got too high in the coal right. mines, the canary died. Mm-hmm. So, this is their way of saying is your body's telling you you have a big it's problem. Much. It's yeah. too much. The canary's going to die. It's a sign you are not meeting energy needs in your dietary intake. Mm-hmm. The hypothalamus regulates menstruation, and when the body doesn't have enough energy, the hypothalamus squelches your period. Because mm-hmm. basically, your whole purpose is to supply life because you're going to have a baby. Right. If your body cannot, whether it's starvation, it's anorexia, it's uh, there's a million reasons why women will lose their periods, mm-hmm. but it's usually all of them is your body's not healthy enough to maintain a baby's life. Right. So running can also be that same thing. You are running too much. Yeah. So she, she suggests that runners who are suffering from this sit down with a sports nutritionist and do the math to make yeah. sure that you are meeting your energy needs. Mm-hmm. It should not be a badge of honor. It means you're really unhealthy. Right. You're running too much. Right. When you lose your period, it's, it's a problem. Yeah. You're do, your body is in starvation mode for whatever reason, mm-hmm. and your body knows it. So mm-hmm. it's stopping you from doing normal things. Right. All right. All right. Take us to the finish line, okay. Laura. Take us to the finish, finish line. line. I'm going to end with bleeding nipples. That hurts. Just a tear. Everywhere. Just Everywhere. Yeah. Um, I got this information from runnersblueprint.com. Bleeding nipples are also known as joggers nipples. Oh. Um, um, so when you run, your blood flow increases. Mm-hmm. Especially mm-hmm. to your skin. Yeah. 
most people's nipples harden from that. Oh. So when your black bra increases, your nipples harden. Um, so your hard nipples are then rubbing against your shirt that is covered in sweat. So this salt is a crystal, recipe. Salt crystals, yeah, salt crystals. For disaster. It starts as like a stinging or a burning feeling because your nipples are being rubbed raw. If they continue to be rubbed raw, they will end up bleeding and feel like they are being cut with each stride you take. <laughs> and you see this. You see their shirts bloody. Oh, bloody. It hurts. It um, hurts. Take your shirt off. It is. Have you seen my? He's not going to take a shirt if off. If my nipples take a shirt off the beach. were bleeding, I, know. I would take my shirt off. I was put just like when you'd be going to Band-Aids? run a marathon, put a band-aid over it. Okay, yeah, but you can't get to that point. It is more common in extreme heat, cold, or wet conditions. Wet? Bad. Wet is bad. Always bad. Um, it's more common in men because women usually have the support of a sports bra holding them in place yeah. so they're not bouncing, bouncing up and down. Um, if you get bleeding nipples, rinse them with warm water and let them air dry. Apply. You can't see me with bottles. <laughs> Naked running in the marrow. I'm air drying. I'm air drying. I'm covered in petroleum jelly for the chub rub on my thighs. Yeah. I got bleeding nipples. This yeah. is a good touch. Covered in shit and fucking period blood. Yeah. Um, apply petroleum jelly or neosporin to prevent further irritation. Cover um, them with sterile gauze to prevent infection while healing. Do not run until they are healed. Do not run until your bleeding, cracked open nipples have healed, please. <laughs> Um, if they are swollen, crusted, or continue to bleed, go see your doctor. That is so fucking gross. Uh-huh. I can't even... Try to prevent this. Use petroleum jelly or another lubricant as a protective barrier between nipples and shirt. Lube also softens your nipples and keeps them from drying, <laughs> which lowers your risk of irritation. So if you just lube them every day, they're going to be at a lower <laughs> risk. Yep. <laughs> what are you doing? I am lubing my nipples. <laughs> Apply generously. And bring some with you for long runs. Just gonna have two fucking jaws of petroleum jelly. <laughs> take the Vaseline jaws. Just right in your shirt. <laughs> Run as we have those little fanny packs, so make sure you get a little tube of um, That's what's petroleum in there. jelly. Okay, so, so these you tampons, rub your nipples. Petroleum jelly yep. for your nipples and your chub rub. Yep. Maybe some toilet paper so you don't have to use your hands yeah, to wipe little, your ass. Those little things of water that they put on the little belt. <laughs> um, apply generously and bring some with you for long runs. I already said that. Get a running shirt. Do not wear a cotton t-shirt. You need like wicking material yeah. that is specifically made for running. That cotton is thick and it's abrasive. Heavy when it's wet. Yeah. It's... If you can, run shirtless. I would. Hmm. I would run off shirtless all day long. Mm. And you can also try nip guards, which are a thing. <laughs> or band-aids. What is a nip guard? What does it look like? Um, It's a sticky, it's like a... It's like a band-aid for your it's like a nipples. Band-aid for your nipples. But I think they're a little harder to get off than okay. a band-aid is. Nip guys. I think they might be a little suction or something. Um <laughs> like a breast pump. Yeah. <laughs> so just try, put something on. Don't let your nipples be rubbing against your shirt while oh. you're running, especially for long runs. Yeah. Men, you don't want to expose Lube nipples. it up. Put something on. Lube everything before you run. Just lube it up. Your head to toe covered in fucking Vaseline. <laughs> People are just going to think you're sweating. It's fine. It's fine. It's like ripping off even globs. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So basically. Um, don't run. Don't run. If you feel the need that like this driving, I won't feel alive until I run. Mm-hmm. Do all these precautions because yeah. they're just, your body really isn't meant to run for 26 miles. No. We are not 
cheetahs. No. We you know, we can walk. We can mm-hmm. walk for miles, but mm-hmm. we take breaks. You know, we were nomads at one time, but mm-hmm. we were never on any level meant to run for extreme no. long periods of time. No. You have to do a lot of prep work. Mm-hmm. It's a lot. Don't just do it. No. Yeah. Do it right. Oh, God. If you're going to do it. But enjoy. Yeah. Have Happy Marathon time. Monday coming up. Mm-hmm. I don't know if we come out on Marathon Monday. I'd have to look at it, but we're close. Yeah. So um, sit back, eat your pizza, and watch it on TV. Yeah. And hopefully there'll be no bombings this year. Please. Because that would be bad. Yeah. We are eventually going to cover the Boston bombing. Yeah. We know. People ask us. We're getting there. We're getting there. We're still working on it. That's a lot of work. It's been two years, but it's, more, it's a work in progress. Yeah. Um, and we'll see you soon. Bye. Bye. Like, subscribe, rate, and review the Scissors and Scrubs podcast on whatever podcast app you listen to us on. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Scissors and Scrubs. And email us any of your stories or thoughts to scissorsandscrubs at gmail.com.